Hello, everybody. Before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company. There is no ads here. But if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. N-O-T-U-S books.org, not us books.org. Good morning, Mr. John. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? That's nice and loud for me. Is it? I'm using the iPhone mic. Cool. I'm turning it down a little bit. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Let me do it. Okay. First of all, congratulations, John. You are a brand new distributor. I look up the next day in the back office. There's John's name. That's that's excellent. As you've probably seen, it's not really that hard. Yeah, it can be really easy for sure. So but, you brought you brought yeah. something up on our conversation, um, quick about listening rather than talking, and maybe on these podcast recordings, I'm not that good at it, but it's a good point. I want to let you ask some of these questions, and John, could you give me a bit more information? I just creeped out your um, your Instagram, so I see you're you're a young man, and mm-hmm. where where are you? I'm in Virginia Beach at the oh, moment. Sweet. Yeah, I've been here for a while. Um, plan on doing a road trip here soon, uh, but I've had some some stuff get in the way. So, but I'm I've been here for a while. I've been up and down the East Coast. Haven't been to Canada. Be nice, but. Well, right now, I don't know if you're going to be, but <laughs> yeah, Virginia Beach is a decent area. Virginia in general is a decent area. I think they mm-hmm. got low tax there. It's like 4%, 5%. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. Yeah, so that's not bad. So you get a pretty good deal on the products there, and we got full distribution, and it's a, it's a very happening place from what I know. We have a lot of customers in Virginia, actually, and there's a lot of um, anti-radiation business activity going on there. So it seems to be a kind of a health-conscious hmm. little, little hot spot, which is Okay, good. yeah. That is cool. So it's this... it, it's very nice here. I mean, the people here are they seem health conscious. You know, it's either one way or the other. They're either not caring or uh, you feel like they put some sort of effort into it. So it is nice to see, and I feel like that's part of the reason I can I can get these products out easily is because people already are kind of in the mindset for yeah. something like this. You know, so totally it, good people around here for sure. So. I'd like to let you start this off. Would you like to start with that topic of listening rather than talking? Yeah, well, I think what I'd say about that is uh, it's, it's, it's really about priming the conversation, I guess, if you want to put it in more of a marketing sense. But it's because I've had so many situations where you, you know, you just talk about the product and within the first not even a minute, you know, within the first seconds, you're already getting heads looking away. So I've, I've really noticed a better strategy is to Hey, John, you there? Cut out. Cut out. It said, uh, you said the, uh, the better strategy is to uh, I can't remember. I was just kind of talking that it just blanked out. Well, you said me. the word, you said the word priming and that's a good mm-hmm. point. That's kind of basically all I do. Right. Priming is another word for exposure, right? A lot of people 
kind of wait for the first second of interest and then just give them all the information. Whereas what you said by just mentioning it, bringing it up, you know, hey, I, I know something that can help you, by the way. Maybe they bring up an objection just off off the cuff as a defensive measure. And you just just mention it again. Hey, it's no problem. But if, if you want help, I can help you with that. Right. You know, and once it does get to the point where they are actually interested, this is where they have to talk. And this is where a lot of people mess up. Right. They, we have to expose and we have to say something to expose. We have to do something to expose. But we don't have to tell them the whole lecture especially if they're not interested in obvious, some people will be, some people will be like, tell me more about this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll just, they'll let you take the microphone, but most people won't. Right. Most people will be like, yeah, yeah. Or my doctor said this, or I've heard that before, or I've tried everything or whatever the objection is. And you can just move on with the next exposure or obviously just tell them again, the proposition, if you're going to come out with a proposition, right. but once they are interested, once they do come to you and they say, okay, John, What's up with this? You've seen what we do. We basically just ask questions. That forces them into doing the talking and to opening it up. Most of the time we're doing this over Messenger, but still, you can. they have to do quite a bit of typing. They have to do quite a bit of thinking. They have to be engaged in this process. And then that also lets us to now, when we go back to talking, because we're going to give them a ton of information, all the information is about them at that point. Once we've done, and you do this in real life too, I do this with my friends. Once they're serious, okay, I've got some questions to go through you with. Blank piece of paper. Okay, man, I know your age, whatever. Just let me make sure you got all your organs, da 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 da, da going through it professionally. And this, this is really listening them out to their problems. Once it's, you put it in the, the Q&A format and it just forces this process. I'm forced to listen to everything that you have to say. And some people will give us pages and pages some people will send emails that takes me all morning to read, truthfully. But that's also part of the therapeutic process, too, by the way. Mm. Part, part of the value, I say this all the time, part of the value that we offer as distributors is not just the products. Realistically, if they want the products, and if it ever came up like someone was like, you just want commissions. I'd be like, dude, you can buy the products from the company. I don't care that much. Yeah. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make 15 bucks off your four bucks or 60 bucks or I don't care. If you really, really, this never comes up, but if you right. really care, this is my attitude, you can buy it from the company. Mm-hmm. That's not the value that I'm bringing you. I'm not bringing you the product. You can get the product. You can ask the next guy about the product. You can call Dr. Wallach on the radio. He'll tell you which products he thinks you should take. That's not the value that you get. The value that you get is the therapeutic interaction with anybody who's taking responsibility for your problems. If you think about our experience in the regular medical world, that's supposed to kind of be what it is. You go to the doctor's office. He gives you something that's going to help you. And you walk away and you, you feel good before you even get the medicine. You're supposed to. You're supposed to feel relief from the practitioner. Okay. So a, a lot of what we're doing in listening to people, just the fact, you wouldn't believe how many people have told us, my doctor didn't even want to hear all this stuff. <laughs> right? They just asked about my cough or, or whatever it was. And we asked all this age, all this information. Mm-hmm. That alone, some of them take an hour to fill that thing out. That alone is somehow therapeutic. It's got nothing to do with us, but it gives them the feeling that somebody's actually going to look into my problem. Somebody's actually going to give me the information that's going to be relevant. And then further on, the value that they get from you or from me long term is that we're always going to be there. You know, it's not just a product. If this was as easy as just buying a product and walking away, there wouldn't be a need for this whole type of business structure. And you wouldn't need distributors. 
And most of our work wouldn't be dealing with human beings. It would just be filling out orders. If, if life were that easy, I mean, it'd be a totally different business. Yeah. But the reality is that most of our, what we do is dealing with people, holding their hand through it. Maybe something's not working and we have to go back and listen again. Usually the first response, this is also where people get tripped up too. What if they're failing to get results somehow? What if there's a bad reaction somehow? Let's talk about worst case scenarios, all this stuff. I handle that in the same way as answer, asking the initial questions. I don't need to be a 100% expert. I need to know there's a few things that are going to change my recommendation. And I need to be confident in getting them started. And I need to let them know that I'm going to be here throughout that process. If they have a problem, a lot of people panic. And I've seen this in our DMs too. The, the, the people we have, people helping. Sometimes someone will comment with a very specific question that they shouldn't know the answer to. Most of the time, I don't know the answer to these super, <laughs> super specific questions yeah. that come up. You might have to call Doc. But realistically, usually we can find them an answer by asking another question. This is sort of the same process right. we get originally. They came to us with interest and they said, okay, tell me about diabetes. And rather than that, I just give, say, hey, look, to best help you, we need these questions. Locks them into this. If they have a question that I don't know the answer to or some kind of reaction that's strange Maybe they're failing to get progress. It's been a few weeks. Maybe it's been a few months. It's irresponsible of me to come up with an answer. So most of the people that are just starting and are panicking, like, what if I don't know the answer? It's unprofessional to answer it. If it's, it could be irrelevant, but chances are, like the question itself could be irrelevant. You might not even need to know it. It might be a weird question that doesn't make sense that you wouldn't have an answer for. Right. But chances are we'll actually find the, the core of the problem if we just ask more questions. Mm -hmm. Our initial, like this prepares you further and further. The most difficult questions, I usually answer them with questions because I can't just answer it. You know, someone comes and says, I've still got back pain. It's been three weeks. I've still got back pain. I can't just come in and say, oh, well, you obviously need more product. or you I don't know what's going on, right? Our first list of questions was pretty detailed, but there could be more. Totally, there could be more. And if they don't get results, then we need to ask more questions. So... I'm going to stop talking on that because I think I made my point. That totally the, makes the sense. The point is that when they totally actually are, sense. and when they're ready to make a decision or make a lifestyle change or make a pur purchase, they have to ask questions. They just have to ask mm -hmm. questions. You'll find yourself doing this. I'm not really a computer guy, but if I have to go and buy stuff, technical stuff, I have to ask, I have to come up with questions to ask about it. Or I know I might be disappointed with my question. If I get to speak to an expert, I got to ask some questions. If you're buying a house, you might even just love the house. And even just to justify it to yourself, like you already know, you walk in, you're like, I'm going to put an offer on this house. Just to justify that, you're going to start asking questions that you don't even care about, probably. You know, it's just a weird thing that humans do. And if we just listen to those, most of the time, they're kind of just confirming for themselves. They're just working out the little details and the logistics, and they don't actually need any more convincing or anything. You just need to handle their questions basically right i, th I think the the questions just just asking questions is really important in general uh you know just identifying problems is really important and a lot of times you know people need other people to do that for them so and if you can help them i, I mean yeah I've, i feel this like you're just trying to uh some people just fail i guess where i the main start starting point was I guess where I would assume is like, you know, you're trying to 
get a product out there, you have an agenda, say something. But it just seems like such a better strategy to just be open-minded and be a good listener and ask questions. It does seem like a really good way of doing that. This also goes into the lifestyle part of it too and the network marketing part of it. All of the best trainers that I'm aware of will suggest asking questions as part of the prospecting process rather than going up to someone and saying, hey, I've got an opportunity for you that'll change your life. Hey, I've got a product for you that'll change your life. You can ask the question, hey, are you looking for anything extra in life? Mm. Hey, that back pain you've been complaining about, are you looking for a way out of that back pain? They might look at you weird. You know, maybe like, duh, <laughs> I'm looking for a yeah. way out. Okay, well, I've got something to help you. But the way that we've, we've started this off is, you know, if you started it the other way, we're saying, hey, Joe, I've got something to help you. He might just be like, right, yeah, right. You know, but if you ask the question, I mean, and intently, these are, these are real questions. Hey, Joe, you looking to get out of that stomach pain? Well, yeah, of course, I told you I got back <laughs> yes. from the doctor again from it, right? But you can, you can see that his eyes in this imaginary situation are probably more lit up than me just telling him to do something. For sure. I'm one of those types of people, you tell me to do something, I'm not going to do it. Like, probably just... Because you mm -hmm. told me to do it. You tell me to watch a movie, I'm not going to. I might yep. avoid the movie just because yep. you told me to do it. And then a lot of people are like that. But if you came up to me and you said, hey, I bet you haven't seen anything good on TV lately. You know, Heck yeah. What if I told you I have just seen the most amazing movie I ever saw in my life? Now I'm interested. Right? All of a sudden. Yeah, it's, it's part of like being there with the product a little bit. So give me another question, John. Give me another yeah, point you so want to bring up. I might have to. might take me out of the call. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Never mind. It shouldn't. Um, so I did have some simple questions. I guess guess more broad. Start with, um, are the, is the essential 90, is that, uh, it, it says it's naturopathic. So is it vegan, you know, other than the fish oils, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm sorry, can you say it again? Like the, the Healthy Body Start Pack. Because I do have a, mm -hmm. a good amount of vegan friends. Um, and I'm just, I'm sure they would ask which products are plant-based. Um, so I'm just wondering which products are, are plant-based. The first easiest way to do it is the Shellfish Free Pack. Okay. Right. Yeah, the Shellfish Free Pack. So that's got the liquid osteo, it's got the original tangy tangerine, and it has the multi-EFA. The multi-EFA is primrose oil and vegetable gelatin. So it's okay. vegan. Even further than that, because this also goes into people who are really picky about ingredients. And by the way, we all know like FDA labels are complicated. They're way more complicated than you would be led to believe by Instagram and stuff too. I mean, I'm talking about natural flavors, artificial flavors, and this type of stuff. There's excellent evidence to suggest that on any particular label, what's labeled natural or artificial flavors might be a horrible ingredient. But since there is very, very loose labeling, you could have a good company like our company where we actually expect them to do the best they possibly can. And they still have things on the label that looks like natural label that says natural flavoring. And that literally mm -hmm. worries people. You know, people, um, there's a lot of people out there talking about citric acid and all types of things that are relevant but not every company does it that right. way right and there are safe ways to make these compounds and 
arguably a lot of the compounds that are in discussion are not unsafe. This is just speculation and uh, rhetoric, basically. So people can have problems with ingredients for any number of reasons. They don't have to be vegan. There's all types right. of reasons. Also, there could be nothing wrong with the product, but a product like tangy tangerine, the original one, for example, has 115 food components in it. Mm-hmm. So they somebody could be sensitive to one of those components, and we have no idea. It's not a bad food per se. It's just something that doesn't agree with them. Anyways, the way to handle that, I always go back to the minerals. That if somebody is a purist of any kind for any reason, we still have the plant-derived minerals. And if you listen to Dead Doctors Don't Lie, obviously on our Instagram, again and again, it's minerals, 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 minerals. So, and that's our cheapest product too. It's 21 bucks. Yeah. So if somebody has a, if somebody is a purist, even though, John, they will probably end up choosing a more complicated product. Like, believe it or not, a lot of the people that are like, this got natural flavors in it, they might still end up buying that product. There's actually a good chance that they probably will end up buying that product. You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm huffing and puffing about this car, I'm probably ready to buy the car. That's why I'm going so into detail about it. That's why I'm going in and being like, I don't know, this speaker's blown here. I don't know if I want to pay, right? I'm just, I'm looking for ways to seal the deal. And they might be doing the same thing too. They mm-hmm. might be just feeling it out. And they may have already, might have already made the decision that natural flavors isn't a big deal. They just want confirmation from you that we can trust this company, right? right. They might just want to hear you say it. That's it. And the, that can throw a lot of us off, but... Yeah, we have simpler products is the point here. Okay. They're the regular plant-derived minerals. Anybody who adds the plant-derived minerals is adding a huge source of most of what we talk about. And that source they're not able to get from anywhere else. It is a specific, unique value that we're offering just with our absolute simplest product. Right. We have some other comparably simple products. Like We can, we can make it simple if we need to be simple. Like um, adding the selenium, you know. Selenium doesn't have natural flavors in it and such. It's just got other cofactors in it. You know, people can make their own decisions with this too. They can say, maybe I don't want tangy tangerine. Maybe tangy tangerine just has too many ingredients for me. I'm not into it. Maybe I'll add it up by doing the minerals. Maybe I'll boost the selenium. Maybe I will boost the omega-3s because that seems difficult to get in the diet. I trust their source. Okay. So now they don't have the 90, but I'm assuming that this type of person is going to be eating fruit and vegetables and such. And they are going to get vitamins and amino acids in their food. Right. And the, the bottom line is there are a million times better off with those minerals than mm-hmm. without it. So we've done our job at yeah. the very least. And for you to know, John, my whole attitude with anybody, once I've actually answered their questions, I've done my job. I don't actually need to sell them anything. I'm confident that a certain percentage of the people that get the proposition will buy something. But my job is effectively done. Like, it's my absolute duty to expose my friends. I have to tell them that I do this. At this point, I've been doing this five, six years. Everybody I know knows that I do this. If they somehow, if an old friend has cancer, I probably will call them up. Like, hey, dude, four years ago, I told you I'm in the health business, still willing to help. And my job is done at that point. If he tells me to screw off, I don't, I'm going to sleep fine because I reached out. Right? When I get interest and the questions come, I answer them to the best of my ability handle their objections if they have any that's it that's it i'm done right morally mentally i'm done they're probably not done they probably need more exposures and they may or may not actually make the purchase but that first point if we continue to listen to their concerns usually they will bring up if they have a concern they'll they'll 
bring it up somehow. It might not be in its direct form. They might say something like, this costs too much. And now you can understand that as a value proposition. You already gave a value proposition. And if someone comes back and says, this costs too much, there's probably some confusion with the, with the yeah. value proposition. If you come in, you say, this car is $15,000. And they say, whoa, they might just be confused <laughs> about what a car costs. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, right? You come back and you say, yeah, this supplement pack that I'm recommending to you is $129 for you to start with. That'll carry you through your first month. And they go, whoa. They just actually, they haven't encountered this type of value proposition before. They don't know what to compare it to. So there's numerous things you can compare it to. You can compare a, a potential life with pain to one without pain, right? That's a pretty hard comparison to make. That's the one I usually make. If a person came to us with some kind of a problem, any kind of a problem, pain isn't worth it. I lived in pain. I know it's not worth it. You couldn't pay me to go back in pain. And for the $5 a day, $4 a day, the $129 is $4 a day. could be $10 a day. Compare that to pain, it's not worth it. Yeah. Right. A lot of people also don't think about this 30-day thing. We don't buy groceries on a 30-day basis. Our 30-day grocery bill is probably, like in this house, is probably 800 bucks, yeah. 600, 800 bucks, two of us, you know? That's double the cost of those supplements, basically. So it is comparable to other things in life. We can also bring in the conversation, like people might not know that once you supplement, you need to eat less food. You have less desire for food, very generally. That's one of the most common consequences. Um, in fact, Andrew, Chef Norman, he complains if he drinks tangy tangerine while he's cooking <laughs> food, he can't eat. He's got, yeah. to wait, he's got to wait until his stomach is ready to eat. My mom doesn't like tangy tangerine. Like my, many people will be listening and be like, wait, why wouldn't you want that? Many people are trying to lose weight and trying to control their portions and trying to get more energy. My mom doesn't like tangy tangerine because it takes away her appetite. She likes to eat. Sounds like a bad thing, you mm -hmm. know? But I'm bringing this up because why? Because someone says it costs too much. Well, number one, it doesn't cost too much. Number two, it can actually bring your costs down in life otherwise mm. bring your food costs down bring your munchie costs down bring your drug costs down right surgery maybe is on the line here right. maybe insurance pays for it in canada we have national like government health insurance but you still have to pay for stuff like you swipe your card or whatever and you still have to pay the remainder and the remainder is significant it doesn't matter what you're on well, it kind of does. I've heard diabetics say it only costs me a dollar a month, two dollars a month for their meds or whatever. But the time they need the, the, the limb amputation surgery or whatever, they're going to have to pay a part of it. And it's going to be way more than five dollars yeah. a day, you know, whatever it adds up to. Uh, infertility treatment, enormously, tremendously expensive in whatever country we're talking about. And this is the, the basic type of things that, you know, we can give the body the ability to do this for five bucks a day. So. I think I've talked enough at okay. this point here, John. I think that was that was pretty good. Uh, also, just on the time to that that vegan question, uh, would these be considered naturopathic, you know, uh, supplements? Well, it's a good question. I mean, Doctor uh, Doctor Wallach's a naturopath. Right. Doctor Glidd's a naturopath. My friend Doctor Taylor Mitchell's also a naturopath. They all recommend this stuff. But but let me tell you the truth. The we have MDs on the team too. Mm -hmm. uh, we have we have chiropractors. We have all kinds of practitioners actually. So it's naturopathic, yes, in the sense that it was created on naturopathic principles. But more realistically, since Doctor Wallach was a veterinarian first, 
this is more like dog food for <sighs> humans. I think about that a lot. It, and I, I mean, it really is. It's it's interesting, you know. <laughs> I think we. I mean, we feed. I don't know about you. I feed my dog once a day. I think we used to do it twice, but you feed them once, and then if they ever get sick, I I'm like, dang, what did I feed them? Like, what did I feed them that wasn't the dog food? And it was almost all the time. Yeah, and chances yeah. are it's your fault. Yep. Truthfully, and. Like unless they got out mm-hmm. and got eat something bad, eat some garbage or something, chances are it's the owner's fault. Yeah, the dog's sick. I think that dog food. Uh, I mean, it's not very. Uh, it's not a good title per se, but it is an interesting concept. How we're, uh, of course, it's not straight off the tree or anything, but um, it's it's meant for the diet and everything. It's it's built for a purpose, you know, like you said, all the principles. So yeah. It's, well, Dr. Wallach used to say, he still says it sometimes, that he treats his patients like dogs mm. and they get better. And this is why people sought out his treatment originally. I want to go back to this word naturopathic medicine because a naturopathic doctor is still basically treating problems just like a regular right. medical doctor. Even though they know the prevention stuff or they're supposed to. By the way, naturopathic medicine has changed a lot recently. They look more like regular doctors now. They will be prescribing a lot of just regular old medications to manage symptoms rather than prevent them. So even though they know about prevention, it's still not the doctor's job to prevent diseases, which is still such a weird concept in our medical establishment that even if you have a natural doctor, chances are you're only going to see that natural doctor if and when right. you get sick. Right? You, you have to have a problem to go mm. and see them. They might know how to prevent it, but that didn't help you if you don't enter the medical marketplace until you have a problem, right? And now the naturopathic colleges, there's not that many of them. First, second, they are beginning to look just like regular medical colleges. So people ask sometimes, should I go be a naturopathic physician? Nowadays, I wouldn't recommend it because you're going to look just like a regular doctor. Even if you go to veterinary school now, now they are recommending knee surgeries and hip replacements for dogs, Mm. They're offering diabetic medication and anti-seizure medication for dogs. Yeah. It's like they forgot everything. It, it's kind of a conspiracy. The same people that funded the, the regular medical establishment have jumped in and kind of taken over veterinary medicine and right. naturopathic medicine. Chiro- chiropractors too, man. They're trained in drugs a lot, heavily. Mm. It's crazy. So me- medicine, the word is medicine. We're trying to teach people not to need okay. medicine. The whole this being closer to dog food is because if you just give your dog dog food, it will live a very long, healthy life mm-hmm. without many problems. Even the cheapest dog food on the market at the end of its life, it'll have some growth, right? Some benign tumors, basically, but it doesn't really affect the dog overall. You could clean that up and you could avoid that, too. I do believe I've also taken tumors down with the regular protocols that we recommend, including frequency tuning this, increasing the minerals, adding raw eggs changing the dog food to a grain food, grain-free dog food, excellent results. So the point being is if we just give them dog foods, they won't need medicine ever. They should not ever need medicine. Maybe they get in some horrible accident. Maybe they get in a fight with a dog and they got a puncture wound and it needs to be treated. That's medicine. But maintenance and repair is nutrition. Right. And this is what we're, we're just missing. And Dr. Wallach, circle back to this, the reason that we're in this business, the reason that he created this business is in part because the, the medical model of doctors sitting in an office waiting for a sick person to come in isn't good. It doesn't work. We're missing the point. Totally. We're missing the boat. Right? He figured, I'm, I'm only able to help people after they have a problem, and this is the wrong way to do it. 
We need to reach people beforehand. We need to prevent birth defects from happening. We need to get couples of childbearing age on these nutrients, you know, in order to prevent these plagues from happening. Then we don't need naturopathic medicine, really. We can have it on standby. But so it's, I don't know if that was a great answer for a customer. But yeah, no, I that, this way with that makes sense. I, I guess the term naturopathic is pretty loaded nowadays. <laughs> I mean, it, right. Okay. It's not yeah. clear. It's not clear what it means. Like we're going to do things as natural as we possibly can, but the naturopathic physician can prescribe right. you antibiotics too. We might, we might recommend Dr. Wallach might recommend antibiotics in some cases, rheumatoid arthritis mm-hmm. is one, you know, there are cases where we can use standard medicine and that's where we need Dr. Wallace. Actually, that's where his right. expertise comes in. The stuff that I don't know how to handle. Those are medicine based questions, right? We're trained in nutrition. We're trained in prevention. We're trained in sales and helping people. And, you know, the day to day stuff that is the core of this business is helping people switch out their flowers and, you know, decide which product is best for them. That's simple. But when it's real medicinal questions, that's that's where we have Dr. Wallach from. And that kind of goes beyond our our basic job description. But at the same time, if you've looked through our catalog, we've got a ton mm-hmm. of medicinal stuff in there. We just don't talk about it much. I don't use it much. And from the, the amount of people that come to us with common health complaints, rarely, rarely does anybody need any right. type of medicine, natural or not. Cool. Um i do have a handful of questions uh so like i had a question about like retail customers i don't see that happening much do we do retail customers we do have retail customers it's a strange kind of setup basically we have a few different ways for uh, customers to purchase things one of them is called social selling which a lot of people are excited about and um people have tried to get me into this like people within the company they're like you got to know about these other ways to do it. Some of it is based on other network marketing concepts like parties, right? Home parties are kind of a big part of network marketing. So we do have the social set, social selling portal that does enable a house party type, type of pitch, right? It does allow you to present to a group and for all the people that are interested, okay, we have this platform. We mm-hmm. can all get deals on this, whatever, Social selling would be kind of like someone should explain it better. Who, who knows it? But it'd be like the more okay. product you get, the more discount you can get. Basically, it's rather than everybody in the room buy, saying, "Okay, I will." Buy, all of us will buy a Healthy Buddy Start Pack, and we're all going to pay one hundred and thirty three ninety five. The social selling platform right. would offer more deals, basically, for more people to get in on and and stuff like that. Retail, I think the only reason that retail pricing exists in network marketing at all is to get people into the system, because if the wholesale like if you could just go to longevity.com and just without anything else, just purchase right. the products at the regular wholesale price, there's there's very little incentive for anybody to sign up under us, right? Even though the customer account is free, it just kind of locks them in and it, yeah. it allows us to be compensated. Obviously, lots lots of people will want us to be compensated. Very rarely will anybody right. be like, I don't want you to get compensated. Uh, honestly, basically never even happens. But... There does if it's too easy if there's if there's nothing stopping them from just ordering then they will most likely just order right and that's kind of why I think it's there. Other products have this. Um, even <laughs> I don't want to talk too much politics. There's a product that I recommend that there's talks right now 
of increasing the price, number one, because it's selling very well and it's worth it. And number two, putting a, a retail price in just to, to sway people from buying retail. Isn't that weird? That's like, I think longevity does the same thing. I think a lot of network marketing does the same thing where the retail price is right. there to dissuade you from buying retail. The, the retail price is there to say, yo, let that person mm-hmm. help you get the wholesale price. All you got to do is get the free free customer account to everything. The, the customer might not understand this. And I usually just say it's so we can be compensated. That's yeah, it. yeah. Just okay. it. It's to make it easier for, for you to come into our group, basically, rather than just buy it from the company. Because think about it, the whole naturopathic thing, too. Dr. Wallet started this as a network marketing company on purpose. Sometimes people are like, why isn't this in stores? Why isn't this a retail company? Because if it was a retail company, you never would have heard of it. It's distributors that have gone and spread the message. Even though Dr. Wallach spreads the message, who do you think hosts them, right? Who do you think drives them there? Who do you think picks them up? What Dr. Wallach usually stays with distributors. These things, this whole movement is a grassroots movement. That's the work. The footwork has been done by the distributors. Dr. Wallach just shows up. Like He's my hero still, but it's not like he does this. He just shows up and speaks. Everybody else is the one that does the work. We book the venue. We put the flyers out. We put the radio ads out. We tell our people to come. We tell them to invite people. We, we're the ones that get the seats in. This is why we're paid. This is why it's network marketing. If it was a retail store, number one, it'd probably just be one store in the Southern California. And since this company is over 20 years old, I have yeah. absolutely no faith that that store would still be here today, basically. And I live in Canada. I don't know about you. I'm not going down to Southern California to pick up my products. That doesn't help me. Maybe they could have got it into more retail establishments, but I hope I'm not no, going too long-winded here, but this is industry stuff. If you prospect health stores themselves, and I have done this, this was a huge part of my strategy to start with, said, I'm going to target health stores. Well, I learned that the retail model is built in a very specific way. First of all, they sign contracts with a few companies, usually Jameson, Johnson & Johnson, now Supplements. There's usually a a small group there, and and those companies themselves have sort of union agreements going on where you go into one health store, it's probably going to sell all the same basic products as the next one. It's because those are the main companies that have signed contracts with retail types of stores. Those contracts will usually specify that the store is not allowed to sell a product from a network marketing company, a direct sale company, a multi-level marketing company, whatever because there is a retail value assigned to the products from jameson or johnson and johnson or now etc a huge one i mean that's their model they make supplements they make it for 10 cents they sell it for ten dollars right the the company that makes the supplement makes a killing quite literally jameson johnson johnson these are multi-billion dollar companies and the store gets a healthy profit as well network marketing we get decent pay we do. And we get the residual thing. We say all the time that we can make more money in network marketing than in any retail business. We can make more money in network marketing than in any sales job. That's true. At least the potential is there for the same growth and the maximum sales job you could think of. You can make 200000 a month in network marketing. You can do that. Part of the reason we can do that is because of the structure. It's not the retail markup. We don't have a 10,000% markup on our products, but the retail world does. Right. So I know I'm going way, way long winded here, but this is probably why you won't find any health food stores that will buy our products. Number one, they're contracted against it. Number two, they know that the customer they need their customers to come in and buy zinc separately, vitamin C separately, this and that separately, this herb separately. They want you to walk out with six products. 
and it costs you 60 bucks or 100 bucks and you didn't get anywhere near what the 90 essential nutrients is so we have a we have a very 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 strong mm-hmm. value is my whole point in this with, without a retail price coming up and if people do have questions about retail prices it's probably just because as a whole we don't know much about network marketing we don't know much about direct sales our age group i'm pretty sure you're younger than me our age group doesn't know much about this at all so it can be confusing why can't i just buy this at walmart why can't i just buy this off amazon right i've had lots of those people by the way retail sellers tell me straight up even if i could do this without breaching my contract this product will put me out of business. I'm not saying this is a sales pitch to people listening. People have told me this. Proprietors have told me this. If I sold this mm-hmm. one product, Tangy Tangerine, just that one product. Yeah, this, I was just about to say that. I mean, if you put, put that, business. I don't know if you have GNC around you, but it's like my local supplement store. If you put it there, I yep. mean, half the products, they'd be like, why do you have this if you got the Tangy Tangerine? Or, you know, so... In the early days, before we knew about any other product, we only knew about Tangy Tangerine. So I was introduced. We would take Tangy Tangerine into a health food store and we'd walk around the store and we'd try and fill up a grocery cart full of all the stuff oh, that we would need to match just Tangy Tangerine. Oh, man. And to my knowledge, we never did it. Just because they say they've got trace minerals, it doesn't mean that the, the quantity or the type of minerals are, are sufficient. You know, just because it's vitamin A, again, same story. It just doesn't mean that it's a great form. But we'd still go and fill up the grocery cart and yeah, still come short. That's crazy. And that, that will be true in any health yep. food store. And that's just that one product. So if anybody wants to talk retail, <laughs> we've got a lot to say <laughs> on retail. And uh, we don't recommend yeah. buying retail, basically. It would be my, my point. And in, in network marketing in general, a lot of what we are promoting this lifestyle, me and my lifestyle, and the part of the way that I like to promote this lifestyle, I spent most of my life poor. I don't want to pay more than I have to. I don't want to be in pain also, right? So I'm determined to be healthy, hashtag healthy lifestyle. And I'm determined to do it for a good price. And it is not possible to do this retail. And if we were to buy our exact, if we were to make and sell our same products on a retail level, I guarantee, John, you and me, we couldn't afford it. We just couldn't afford it. Like, it it wouldn't be practical at all. And we probably never would have heard of it. So... Where our customers want from us, hopefully, is value. If they don't understand the value, hopefully, we can help them understand it. And if they have a retail question, general advice, retail is going to rip you off. It's just the truth. You want to buy blank right. t-shirts? Don't buy a retail. You know? Even food. Don't buy food retail if you don't have to. In Virginia Beach, I guarantee there's oh, some yeah. sort of service that offers farm meat. that You can buy a freezer full of meat for a good deal. And if you were a salesperson... Like, hey, I remember my dad bought this as a kid. He bought a, the company offered, <laughs> we'll send you the freezer full of meat. Yeah. It'll last you all year. Well, it was a great deal. And he paid like 2000 bucks or something, but did the math. He said, okay, we spend this much per month, got a whole year. Good deal. I could sell that. To me, as long as it's not in the retail world, now I have a sales pitch. If it's a retail product, I don't need to sell you on it. You, you can just go buy it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. I'm not going to put in serious effort to convincing you to go buy a retail product. But if it's not retail, chances are there is a special value to it. And chances are that is how you get the best deals, not by paying retail. At a divide, I guess. And that was that was really good. So thank you. 
Yeah, well, people say, why is there a retail price? That, the answer is because yeah. we need incentive to Bottom get you line. in our group. That's the answer. And they say, well, why should I be in your group? Maybe they do. Maybe they're grumpy. Why should I be in your group? <laughs> it's so I can help you, Joe. <laughs> so when you, you know, if you get a good result, you're going to buy the products again. I'm going to make my six bucks a month off you or whatever. Right. And then I'm here to help you forever. Right on. Let's see. Um, I had a question about like the pig pack. Um, is that is the pig pack any good? That's that's what I saw. Pig Made pack's the pigs. original. I was like, huh. Pig, pig. It's like that dog food kind of thing, but it doesn't have the osseo FX in it. Let me just look up the ingredient. Well, I think okay. it was made before. Right. Really. I think it was made before. Uh, let me let me just look it up and make sure exactly what's in it. Because there's a couple different versions. The original version of Dr. Wallach's formula, as far as I know, was just the plant-derived minerals. Plus, you were instructed to go to the grocery store and get <laughs> calcium-enriched Minute Maid orange juice and Knox gelatin. One package of Knox gelatin okay. per person That's per day. Yes. So the pig pack here, it's got the plant-derived minerals. It's got glucogel, which is... That's the equivalent of getting the gelatin from the grocery store that's been upgraded to glucogel product. It's got the EFAs, so that's essential fatty acids. And it's got ultimate tangy tangerine, which is the liquid version, mm. the liquid original version of tangy tangerine. Yeah. And so that's a decent spread. It doesn't have the osteo. I would imagine that this is before osteo. They made tangy tangerine first. That was the first product. And now, you probably don't need to know this, but this is just a weird thing within longevity. Longevity is kind of a, it's such a family business. And so I, cause I think this is funny. They make products, all of their original products still exist. I think this is largely because most of right. the customers right. and distributors are elderly people and they don't like change. So they make, they make a product. It's called OsteoFX, for example, or Tangy Tangerine. And people love that product, but they do better. They say, well, we're going to do better. So we're going to make another version of this rather than supplant that first version right rather than just be like okay this is the new and improved osteo effects they say no this is osteo effects plus or this is beyond osteo effects or this is beyond tangy tangerine now it's beyond tangy tangerine 2.0 so we've got all these relic pro products that are still in the catalog from the okay. beginning because they okay. never they never discontinued any products right so there's people i guarantee you there's people <laughs> who've been taking the pig pack since 1995 and they don't want to change it then it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter if we got tangy tangerine 2.5 now it doesn't matter if we've got OsteoFX liquid, which just blows the water out. It okay. blows every other calcium product in the whole world out of the water. It doesn't matter because they're <laughs> on the pig pack or because they like the taste of the original OsteoFX. They like the taste of the original Tangy Tangerine. They don't want to change. So, yeah. Long story short, this is part of the reason we have over a thousand products is because every time they make a new one, they uh -huh. still leave the old one on the catalog. <laughs> Sounds and good. The pig pack is one of uh, the. I couldn't find the gusset bags on the website. Yeah, there was a problem with the with it last year. They blamed it on COVID. I don't know what's happening. Another one of the problems with a company like ours, just look at the Tangy Tangerine for just one example. And it blows your mind sometimes. And by the way, when you get specific ingredient questions, I usually handle them all in the same specific sort of way where I'm like, there's so many ingredients in our, just pick one product of ours. There's so many ingredients of it that we could sit here and have a 10 hour long conversation about it. And I still couldn't get you all the answers. We have a head formulator. He's people are able to contact him. He does calls and like zoom calls and conference calls. And 
he's made CDs. His name's Richard Renton. You could sit there and talk with Richard Renton for hours and hours and hours just about one little category of ingredients. So I'm saying this because in a year like 2020, when the distribution channels were impacted, when we have products with hundreds of ingredients in them, literally from all over the world, right? Some of our ingredients come from all over the world. These are plant ingredients. Some of them are supplement, like nutrient ingredients. Some of them are bottling factories, right? Some gusset bags, for instance. So long story short, I don't know exactly what happened, but that supply chain was disrupted. Gusset bags were, they were on back order for a few months last year. I was super upset about that. I usually am on the side of if, if there's a problem with the supply, take it off the, take it off the shelf right now. Because if it's um if it's on back order for three months and people are still able to purchase the products but they don't have the products now I just got to deal with people saying where's my products I'd rather them just not be able to buy it so I don't know what happened they said they're bringing gusset bags back this year but uh, yeah the answer is it, it's got something to do with the the factory that does it and it's not longevity I don't think we okay. I don't think we package that product ourselves we own a lot of our own bottlers and stuff that was like some of the original equipment Dr Wallach bought. But uh, the gusset bags, they were, they were a relatively new thing. And I do think they will come back. But I, right. I, I do believe it's a third-party cool. packager. And that's what the problem is. But the Osteo effects, by the way, two canisters is the same price as the gusset bag. And uh, Tangy Tangerine's 10 bucks more for two canisters. That's the same weight as the gusset bag. So all in all, if somebody did want both of those products in gusset bag form, all right. they got all right. 10 bucks more, but it's not a big deal. Um, wanted to recap on uh, I know you've kind of like because it used to be ten the ten bad foods and now it's twelve bad foods I think um and you're saying you'd add peanuts to that w- would you like a hundred percent put peanuts in that maybe I should take that peanut part it's off it causes some some weirdness. Okay, so first of all, the 10 bad foods, the 10 bad foods comes from Dr. Glidden. And then so does the 12 bad foods. That's his naming. Dr. Wallach doesn't usually talk like that. He doesn't put a number to it. When you hear Dr. Wallach speak, he'll usually say, no glutens, no oils, no fried food, no processed meat, no well done red meat, right. no carbonated drinks. And that's usually, that's usually just what he says. He stops there, right? And on our handouts, like when people come to us at events, like an expo or something, we're going to hand them a sheet of paper that, kind of sounds more like Dr. Wallach, except it'll say no gluten, including oats and quinoa, no processed meat, no well-done red meat, no it, it has it in that group list form. I think it's more useful to think of than the 10 or 12 bad foods. 10 or 12 bad foods might roll off the tongue a bit more, but to me, oil and fried food are the same thing. It's, just, it's the same thing, right? And saying gluten just alone, that's easier than saying wheat, barley, rye, oats, quinoa you know possibly some other grains that'll bug you right we basically just say gluten and grains if you can avoid them anyways the 10 bad foods didn't include it didn't include soy and corn now the 12 bad foods has been around since i've been in the company and that was just added soy and corn dr glidden put them on the list because soy and corn number one they're hugely sprayed in in pesticides so you're going to get a large dose of pesticides if you're consuming those products number two one of the big mistakes that people make when they're going gluten-free is switching to processed foods that will be made from things like corn, soy, oats, right? And those foods become a big problem when they're 
Like you're still eating processed food basically. And if you're eating processed soy or processed corn, and we're talking about GMO concentration or pesticide concentration, sorry, you're going to have a lot more pesticides in your corn flour than you will your cob of corn, right? So it's okay to eat a cob of corn, even if it's not organic. Sure, we'd recommend going organic. It's just some things people need to know. There's not much value in the corn in general. And it's on the list as a rule because if you're at the grocery store looking at, you know, which gluten-free processed products to buy, you still want to avoid the ones with corn and soy in them. If you're going to use corn yourself, like organic corn flour to make tortillas, that's fine. We've even got videos on how to make that. Soy is a bit of a different matter. Generally, people that are eating a lot of soy are trying to replace other more nutritionally dense foods like meat, for example. So first of all, a lot of those soy products are going to have gluten in them. Texturized vegetable protein, for example, it's fake meat. Basically, it has gluten in it. It's going to have gluten in it. So avoid that. If you're replacing the center of a meal with soy product, it's going to cause problems in the body. Right. People will be like, oh, they eat lots of soy in Japan. Yes, they do. But they're not replacing their main foodstuffs with soy. Soy is a complement to the plate. And it is organic. It should be. And Japan is also experiencing a whole new wave of health problems because they are adopting Western habits, too. Right. So they are changing their soy and that will have a problem on them, too. We're not really making any specific claims about the problem, though. Like we're not like. There's too much estrogen in soy or anything. Like, I don't care about that. It's just if you are replacing foods with soy, you're going to have a problem. It's okay to use a little bit of soy sauce. Make sure it's gluten-free because it's usually not. And that can also be replaced with liquid aminos. Same basic Ooh. thing, gluten-free. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But you think about it, there's no, there's no soy-based meal that isn't a replacement for an actual meal. Right? If someone's avoiding meat that's their own personal preference we're not telling them to replace that with soy yeah that's yeah. what they're trying to do to make up the the hunger right when i was vegan i was eating a lot of things that i wouldn't recommend i was eating a lot of beans and lentils and just a, a ton of even things like margarine i'm ashamed to admit it but like just anything to try and fill my stomach you know so this is not what we're recommending we're not recommending being vegan if you want to be vegan we're not recommending replacing main meals with soy and if if you are hungry all the time it's it's telling you something basically you ask an original question about what do vegans do if they're asking for product Uh, the gist of our message you've heard dr wallach say it we generally don't care anymore like it once you face the public with this you lose the ability (laughs) to care after a while dr wallach will say look i don't care what you eat (laughs) as long as you don't eat the bad foods and you take the 90 essential nutrients that is it you want to argue about cholesterol? It's all you. It's up to you. you know. But you will do better if you avoid the bad foods and take the 90 essential nutrients. And that's where we drop the hammer and just kind of walk away. And we have lots of vegans who do this too. And honestly, most often, all of my vegan friends, I just pause to look for one, a counterexample. No, all of my vegan friends are no longer vegan. I have new friends that are vegan right now. I expect them to go through it as a phase. Just because that seems to 99 out of 100 times, it's a phase. They're probably still going to eat consciously, but either way, yeah. they're, they're basically kind of great mm-hmm. customers is what I'm saying. They're people that already care about themselves. They're already used. 
well, they care about themselves, yeah. the environment or something, some political reason that's gotten them to care. And that's good. We need desire to work with. But they're also already used to sacrificing. They're already used to not eating things. A lot of vegans, including myself, liked meat. We liked it. We stopped it because of political reasons. Right? So they're already willing to abstain from stuff they like for other reasons. Well, that's a person that's going to be able to, yeah. to actually physically take this a health this, I mean, come back to my starting point. I, I mean, I have a lot of plant-based friends. And when you talk about selling or marketing something uh, and you don't know if they're going to like it, I mean, I feel like these people especially, like, uh, they would have, they would come in with objections. And I'm not here to sell anything. Like, you know, I'm just here to just want to help out, you know, regardless of your objections, you know what I mean? So I, I do think these people are, are more suited for, uh, you know, this sort of protocol, I guess. Here is, yeah, they are. The, I'm going to substantiate that even further. There is a saying in sales, in the sales world in general, that yeah, if yeah. they are talking, they are buying. If they are talking, they're buying. So if somebody has an objection, it's a good thing. Right. The guy who doesn't have any objections isn't interested at all. At all. Hey, Joe, I got something that could help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he says, ah, that'll never work, that gives you something to work with. Right? So, vegans, just generally, no, it's, it I hope I'm not is. being overly brash by just categorizing all vegans. They're definitely not all the same. They are mm -hmm. more likely to do research than the average person. For sure. They're more likely to already be politically minded. They're, they are more likely to have objections objections are good objections give us something to answer objections give us something to sell right with the salesperson the real salesperson all we actually do is handle objections and handle questions right if it's a real objection then it's actually going to be in the form of a question and all we got to do is understand as professionals i have to understand that vegans are going to be more particular about their stuff that's no problem they are going to care about things like natural flavors right so objection Objection, there's natural flavors in this product. Oh, no problem, I understand. Lots of people look out for natural flavors. Of course, natural flavors is an ambiguous term. You got to trust your company. We do trust our company. But if you're absolutely serious about avoiding all extra ingredients, right. we could totally do it without that. Boom, next objection. Give me the next objection. You can see me just kind of put my chin up, waiting for the next objection. Okay, well, it costs too much. Usually it's not. Usually there's one. Usually it's just one. Yeah. But if, even if there's two or three, okay, next. What's the next objection? Okay, it costs too much. Yep, I understand. It all costs a lot for sure. You know, being healthy costs a lot. Being sick costs a lot. I didn't have the money when this started. Honestly, I, I can't come up with anything else that would be worth my five bucks a day than to be in good health. Next, next objection, right? Oh, this will never work for me. This will never work for me. Well, we, we have to try, you know. Here's what we do. If someone says uh, it'll never work or I don't believe it or I don't trust it, I circle right back to the proposition. Maybe they didn't hear it. If then because, right? Maybe they didn't get an if then because. I say this a lot. A lot often, people who are asking me, right? I was going to ask about objections, that. Just uh, haven't maybe given not the even proposition. Ask, but I definitely haven't gone over a solid proposition. I guess. Okay. Every proposition has the form of if then because. As we're doing the marketing, I put that in air quotes. Our marketing consists of giving out the information of the because. Why should you use this service? 
when I worked at the gym, the only because that he had up, he didn't have to put a billboard up and say, you need to exercise. The whole world understands that uh, why you exercise already. He doesn't need to fill that in. <laughs> he only need to put up a sign that says $24.99 a month. That's the sales proposition. If you pay $24.99 a month, then you can use this facility, the whole facility. Because you already know the because. In the case of the gym, you already know the because. In the case of the grocery store, you already know the because. In the case of when you're buying a new TV, you already know the because. It's because you want to buy a TV, right? The salesperson might be able to come in and sell you on features. That's more of a because. Maybe you should use this product instead of this product because. But once we've gotten to the shopping stage, they're already convinced that they need it. They're already convinced they need a new TV. They're already convinced they need the 90 essential nutrients. And they're just asking us how, which one might be best for them in their budget. That's the easiest sales position to possibly be in because they've already made their decision. If they haven't made their decision and they're still in the objection stage, first of all, chances are they have already made a decision and they're just making objections to qualify themselves and to make sure that they're making the right decision. And I'm sorry, second of all, they probably are just, they're going to need the proposition restated if they, if they haven't gotten it. That, that's the most common one I find. They haven't received the proposition clearly. Grandma's got problems with ingredients. Probably, it's probably not grandma. It's probably your 22-year-old friend, vegan friend that's got problems with ingredients. Hey, 22-year-old vegan friend, if you do this, then you will feel better. If you do this product for this long, then you will feel better. If you avoid these foods too, mm -hmm. I give you, so I'm thinking, I personally, me, John, I give you more confidence, more of my confidence that you will get a result. I'm being honest with them. I'm being frank with them. But what I've done is repropose the proposition. Anybody who has any sort of a problem, oh, this will never work. Oh, my doctor says this. Oh, my wife will never let me do this. Oh, I'm totally broke. Hey, if you were able to hypothetically come up with $129 or the $45 for that Ultimate Classic product or the $500 for the Mega Pack or the $800 for the Ryan Pack, if hypothetically uncle joe you were able to come up with this money then i personally promise you that you will feel better in this amount of time right the ifs the ifs are incredibly important a lot of us are trying to make the ifs minimal like we want like the lowest possible if would be hey joe take this pill do nothing else i guarantee you 100 you're going to feel 100 better that's an impossible if if we bring that if down to the level where they need to do stuff, it is a little bit of a harder pitch, but it's also more realistic. Hey, Uncle Joe, if you make these changes in your diet and you put this dose into your body every day for at least 30 days, Uncle Joe, I bet you'll feel better. Right? If, then, because. And usually most of those, I just, I only said if, then. If they now have a problem with the because, Excellent. Now they're inviting me to give them actual information. Right. If Uncle Joe didn't listen to me before, because I'm I'm trying to give him the dead doctors don't lie. I'm trying to show him the Instagram. I'm trying to explain the because to him and he's not getting it. If if somehow miraculously I can just throw the if and then out there, he might become interested in the because he doesn't need to be interested in the because, by the way. John, the people that you're talking to don't need to be experts. They don't need to to have a hundred percent certainty on the answers on the academic answers 
They just need to be confident that it's going to work, number one. Number two, that you're still going to be there for them, you know, that we're not just going to fold up and leave. Number three, that they're not falling for some scheme that their friends are going to be embarrassed them about. You see what I'm saying? A lot of these objections are about embarrassment. What are my friends going to think of me? What is my wife going to think of me? What's my wife going to think about me spending this money? Are these people really going to be able to service me? Are these products really as good as they say they are? Right. This is most of this is just confidence based stuff. And a lot of it is unspoken. A lot of times they'll be saying, I think this costs too much, but they're really thinking, what's my girlfriend going to think of me? Right. So you you need to be a little tiny bit of a detective. And in this, a lot of this handling objections, by the way, if you study Grant Cardone and stuff, this is all going to come up. Oh, I got to go talk to the wife about it. No problem, sir. If your wife is anything like my wife, I mean, she already knows that you're already here, basically, right? Now, I know that she wants you to get better. Obviously, that's why she sent you to go look for these answers. I don't think she wants you to deal with your diabetes anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just as concerned as you are that I'm a total quack. This is, this is real words that I would use to a person. I bet your wife would be just as concerned as I would. Now, sir... And I'm standing at a store and right? I'm not going to pack up and leave. Sir, I know if you buy a product from me and you get absolutely no results and everything I told you here doesn't do anything for you at all. I know that not only you, but also your wife is going to come down here and chew me out. And I don't want that. So what I'm promising you is that for this price, you get the best value products that I can absolutely offer you. And you get my continuing help and support. And if your wife has any problems or questions or concerns, I would absolutely love to talk to her about it. I just took away his objection. I got to talk about the wife. I heard you. I understand you got to talk to your wife. But I'm circling back. Just directly zoom right back into the proposition. What do you need to talk to your wife about? If she has a problem, talk to me about it. I'm taking responsibility. Right? A lot of times they will. Just be like, yeah, all right. All right. Here's 100 bucks. If I got a problem, I'm coming back for you, though. That's what they'll say. Your, your friends understand that, too. You're not going to run away from them. You know, I'm here to help you. I'm giving you my best advice, my best possible advice. I'll handle all the, your objections with a smile on. I will agree with you because your objections are probably correct, even if they're not technically correct. My doctor said gluten is no problem. There's nothing wrong with that statement. Their doctor could be wrong. I don't. I believe their doctor probably said that, so I could just say, hey, I understand. Pretty much everybody that, that we deal with, their doctors told them everything we say is bogus. But our whole industry exists to help people who failed to get results from the regular medical industry. Yeah. I went a little mm-hmm. bit long there on objections because they're kind of all the same thing, truthfully. Every single objection should be met with the words, I understand, or I agree, or you are right. And if they're not right, then you understand. Because I at least understand where you got this information from. We are saying everything against the mainstream. So... It's totally right. expected for you to come in off the street thinking the exact opposite of what we think, right? Thinking that this is bogus. Of course, it sounds far-fetched. I'm telling you, you've been in t- pain for 25 years unnecessarily. I did the same thing. I didn't really believe it either. But I put the stuff in my body every day and I felt better. And that's what I'm promising you too. And if, and the, you can do further ifs too. Someone says, oh, what if it doesn't work? Look, sir, if, or friend or girlfriend, or if it doesn't work for whatever reason, which is, by the way, extremely, extremely unlikely to get no results. Sometimes you will fail to get the specific result. All we got to do is find it further. So the, the deeper proposal is if in the first 30 or 90 days you are not experiencing the level of improvement that you hoped, then I'm still here for you. 
because it's still my business to help you get your results. I will still make the most money off you if you get the best possible results. And it can be a little bit more complicated is the real truth. We give out basic information. We give out basic combinations of the 90 essential nutrients. And we expect that for 95% of the people, that's all they need. 95% of the people that listen to us, all they need to do is avoid some bad foods, take some supplements, and they're good. The other 5%, we have an extended promise to them that we're not going to give up on them. We're going to continue to offer our services to them for free. We're going to continue to help them find the exact answer that they're going to need to get them out of their problem. Or we're connected to Dr. Wallach. We do it. We'll do everything in our power, basically. So any objection that people have, cool. we've got yeah, a proposition just, for you. Just working on being ready for those objections. You'll get them. Think about the scientists too, right? Like the, we get all kinds of customers. When you work the health expos and stuff too, in my opinion, you get the worst types of customers. You get the people who are desperately, desperately in need of health care. Like they are really sick. This is their absolute last right. ditch effort. I'm going to go to this alternative health expo and see what they got. Those people are hard to deal with. They've been ravaged already, basically, by life mm -hmm. and the medical establishment. But then you get the scientists too, right? You get people from other nutrition companies. This will happen. You stay in this business. You'll meet people who represent other products and they will want to put your products through the gauntlet, right? Because now they have a higher standard. They need to prove not only that this is going to help them, but this is better than what they're already doing, right? So they're going to come with real, real sciencey questions, real technical questions. The old me, I would go to the textbook and I would try and meet their questions head on. I would try and answer their questions technically. I don't do that anymore. I, I just circle right back to the proposition. <laughs> the biggest nerds out there, I don't mean that as a bad thing. I mean it as a good thing. The the biggest researchers out there, to be honest, I'm probably not even going to be able to keep up with them. You know, we're talking about B12. They probably know about, more about B12 than I do. So forget that. Me And I can't train people like that anymore, too. This is kind of why I dropped that, because I used to try and be the expert. But you can't train experts, really, really. Just like one out of 100 people is going to be uh, able and willing to become an expert and it's not worth it because now all you got is hmm. you got to talk with scientists fire with fire that doesn't help scientist comes up and says oh what about this um folic acid if you take these products for this long and avoid these foods it's all this information we provide for you right. if you do this then you will feel better period right science hey, i'm a scientist and i got this scientific objection with this thing <laughs> Well, scientists, if you take this product for this amount of time, then expect this result. Because I have had people, there's one guy that always comes to mind. He came to us in, in wrist braces. Like this guy was falling apart. And I can tell this guy's in pain all over. He's all, he's all hunched up and, you know what I mean? He's all like kind of like hunchback, but he's this little skinny scientist dude. And he's wearing these wrist braces. Like, I can tell, like, this guy is not good. This guy buys a book from me instead of buying the products. You know, I mean, the book's 30 bucks. I could have sold my product for 30 bucks. The guy could have just started putting minerals in his body the first day. This is before I learned how to handle objections. Guy says, I need more information. And I actually give him the information. Right. You should give information. But, like, I should have given them the information and the proposal. And the proposal. I right, said, sir, right. by the time you're done reading that book, you could be out of pain, potentially. <laughs> right? Try it and see is the golden golden phrase. Try it and see. For the for the most serious objections out there, 
and I'm talking about passionate objections. People that say, how dare you claim this? Yeah. Try it and see is the answer. Try it and see. It's the only way. We can't, there's no science, there's no book, there's no, nothing is going to compare to the, what we can do by trying it and seeing. Because you might not be able to explain it, I might not be able to explain it, Dr. Wallach might not even be able to explain it, but if we can get you feeling better, that is absolutely all I care about. And so our value proposition has nothing to do with the science. I hope that's clear, and I want to, I kind of want to wrap up and end on this if we can, um, that the science is completely irrelevant. The only reason we even have the whole because category is because we have to market that people need to know that they need this product. So we just give out information. We, we spend our time marketing. We, we give out all that because, but there's no science that's going to really, really, really quote, convince anybody of that. You're either going to, you're going to want to do it or not. And it's to try it or see that does it. There's no research study that's going to get you to try it and see that that man with the braces on, there's no book that's going to help him. Even though it's Dr. Wallach's book and the actual information is in that book, the book's not going to help him, right? The products are going to help him. He's just wasting time is, is kind of my opinion. And what I should have said is absolutely, sir, I've got the information for you. But if you do this, I'm proposing this. If you do this, then expect this result. And because I think a lot of these scientists just don't even see that. I speak sales. John, it sounds like you speak sales too. When you talk to a salesperson, it's very easy. They ask you directly for the value proposition. And if they're feeling weird about it, they're saying, John, you're really telling me I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able possibly to get rid of my back pain from this little mineral product? And you come in and you say responsibly, no, Joe, I'm not saying just take this magic product and you get out of back pain. I'm saying if you take this product and you also clean your diet up a little bit, and I'm here to help you with that, then yes, you have a very good chance of feeling better. I gave no concrete proposal, but I gave a confident proposal. And sometimes we go too concrete, right? It's not fair for us to say, oh, yeah, you don't worry, 100%. I guarantee you, you are going to be 100% healed in one week. It's just not a responsible thing to say. It's, it's much more responsible and professional to say, yes, it's more likely that you will feel better if you do this for this and this and this and this, and we're here to help you. No doctor... To, doctors talk the same way too, right? You talk to them about cancer. Doc, what are my chances with cancer? He's not going to give you your odds are one out of 31. He's not going to say that, right? He's going to speak very vaguely. And he's going to kind of just say, look, we're going to get through this together. We're going to keep doing this treatment. So we're going we're gonna to monitor your improvement as we go on. And we're going to see if we make any changes. <laughs> this is the same way that we talk. We just have more confidence in the doctor. And we got better numbers as results, you know? Once you deal with a few people, you do realize that most of them do get results just off the basics. Probably 25% of the people who talk to us don't buy any product and they still get results because they still right. change something about their diet. They still added salt or something and they feel better from it. So you'll feel good about that knowing that we can help people, knowing like no matter what, I don't even care if you buy anything off me, you still get help by sitting down and doing the question and answer still give you the gluten information you probably never heard or never believed before you're still gonna feel better and we're gonna help tons of people along the way and it's it's just super comfortable at that point at the beginning most of us are out there really really over promising and it's good it's good to promise heavy it's also good to deliver heavy we do have products that do deliver the value that's it's confident most of the time we get caught up on objections instead of just responding with mm -hmm. i understand 
Like if someone says, oh, my doctor said this, and you say, well, your doctor's an idiot. Yeah, well, you, did, did your doctor help you so far? Right? You see how aggressive this is? You've been seeing your doctor for 35 years. Has your doctor helped you so far? Now, that might make a good YouTube rant for us to enjoy ourselves and entertain, but it's not a good prospecting situation. I don't want to make someone feel dumb. I don't even want to make someone's doctor feel, someone feel dumb about their doctor. They made the choice to continue seeing this right. person for years. You know, if my doctor's dumb, I must be an idiot, basically. And you don't want, you don't want people to feel like an idiot. So uh, same situation. My doctor says gluten is enough effort. Rather than saying, well, your doctor's an idiot. <laughs> you shouldn't believe in your doctor. Your doctor's not helping you anyways. The, the doctors kill people. Dead doctors don't lie. Rather than saying that, let me say, look, I understand. Most doctors don't believe this. <laughs> But uh, our whole business exists on basically stealing customers from doctors. So we're pretty confident that it, you know, if you do this, you're going to feel better. And you might not even want the services of your doctor. But we don't have to, we don't have to pass the doctor. We can say, look, you can take your doctor's advice too. As a customer, they are in charge of this. They don't have to take the doctor's advice. They don't have to take our advice. But, boom, proposal. Go back to the proposal, whatever it is. I bet that whatever the proposal their doctor gave them is way weaker than ours way less confident than ours. And we know that for the most part, doctors don't even, don't even know what they're talking about. They don't know how to cure heartburn. So I don't need to go through that with the customer, right? I could, if they have a heartburn problem, I don't, I don't need to comment on their history with their doctor. I don't need to comment on what their doctor says. Doctor says I need to keep tailing, taking these uh, proton pump inhibitors. Well, in our experience, you hear that come up again. That, I, that comes up all the time. It's one of the most powerful, powerful phrases in sales at all. In our experience, right? Because I don't care what the textbooks say. I don't care what the studies say. John, one day somebody's <laughs> going to be able to pull out some really bad sound bites and put together a compilation of me saying some crazy things. Like, I don't care about studies. No, but I, I don't care about the studies. I don't care what the studies say. I care what the proposition says. Because if you yeah. agree to the proposition, I'm 100% confident that you're going to feel better. Ryan, so, I, man, I think that was solid. That was a solid hour and 13 minutes if you have any other questions John, really gonna I'm, definitely gonna look I'm back good on that take some notes on some of these things so and i hope we can pick back up on this actually because this is all very and this is why i went long on it because there ain't much more to sales than this if you can like what you said you're like i'm not even really clear what the proposition is you need to be able to write your proposition on the mirror you know, if then because if if you take more nutrients, this is just a bit. If you take more nutrients and avoid bad foods, you will feel better because why? Because I promise it. If you want to know what with the real why, buy some of the books, watch some of the YouTube videos. Most people are too lazy to do that. So you got to trust me. And that's that where that's where the become sorry, the because becomes you. Right. As the distributor, you, at the end of the day, you are the because. Even though the information, the because is written down, it's on YouTube videos and stuff, you're their guide to that information, right? The, the real because of why they should do this is because you, John, are there taking responsibility for it all, right? If you do this, then expect this. Why? Because I'm going to make sure of it, right? And that's, that's you. Every other problem with information, every other question or objection, all of that because it's either going to have literal information that you could just be like, yeah, no problem. We got someone says, hey, do you guys have a study on the efficacy of these products? Yeah, no problem. We have a study here. I'll direct you to it. And all the rest of the, the because just becomes you. Just because it, it becomes in our experience, right? It becomes that word. The why should I do this? 
because in our experience, when people do this, they feel better. Totally understand them, man. And I'm not going anywhere. I'll keep helping you through it. Well, I appreciate you for now, John. And hopefully we can we can pick back up on this. And hopefully some of the other distributors got value from this. Because I know for a fact this is exactly what most people are dealing with out there. Real, real, real basic stuff. And once they just put their chin up on those those propositions, you'll be able to handle pretty much everything yeah. just by firing back a proposition. Because what are you going to do? Are you going to pull the book out on the street? Right? You might have a... F- I, just wrote a I just wrote a book. It's a three and a half hour audio book. It gives me a lot of confidence if someone says, hey, well, what about this? I can just say, well, hey, actually, I have right. a three and a half hour explanation for that. But chances are we're not going to talk about that right now. Chances are they just want to know that something's there. And so that you as that representative, you've come in and you've just been like, yeah, absolutely. We have studies on the efficacy of these products. And they're like, oh, OK, they're not really expecting you to pull the studies out. Right. Yes. Dr. Wallach has written extensively about the habits of the longest lived populations. Are you two now going to talk extensively about those habits? Probably not. They've just been told that that information yeah, is I mean, there. Thank God for Dr. Wallace. To look into it. And I could rant on and on about this because this is what we do. You know, this is the day in and out. This is the stuff it took me three, four years to learn. Once it's learned, once it's dialed and you can answer everything with a proposition, you're going to end up making a lot more sales because there's going to be a lot less people that are hovering around stuck in the opposition stage Right? They hit you with some technical objection and they, they just never got settled and they never did anything about it. They never made a decision. Right? What are they making a the decision to? Probably they don't even know. Probably haven't even gotten a proposition. They're prob- Maybe all they heard is, oh, you got to supplement it. The proposition is specific. The proposition is one of these three packs, one of these four packs, is they've got prices in front of them. They've got a price. They've got a time frame. Right? If, if they don't know the if, then, because, they don't really have anything to object to. If there isn't a clear proposition, chances are the objections that you'll get will also be random and hard to, hard to predict, basically. If you gave the proposition to say, hey, Uncle Joe, if you take this three products for 30 days and you avoid these bad foods, you'll feel better. That's so clear that he can only object about those specific things. If he pulls out some left, left field objection he probably hasn't gotten a clear proposition because it doesn't matter what people in okinawa do really compared to our proposition it doesn't matter what the doctor said compared to our proposition i hope that makes sense yeah it was pretty good cool well i think this was a good session john and uh, this time is perfect. The early yeah, early I'm morning, usually is morning person. Super perfect. Some people so. want to uh, record late at night, and it's it's not. It doesn't get the best of me. All right, sounds good. I'll get on some things, and that's uh, good. Definitely be hitting. Well, back let's pick soon. up on this next time, man. Cool. I appreciate you, John. I appreciate everybody else listening, and anybody else who has any of these kinds of uh, sales and objection questions. We can handle it. I think I'm going to get on here with LaShawn in a couple of days and, and do some objection training, basically. Just, <laughs> just look out for that right. coming up. At, that sounds like good. Me firing sounds objections really at him <laughs> and seeing if he can handle his way out. Right. Yeah, appreciate it. The other way around. We'll do cool. it. Bye-bye.